interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds have shot all their salt about video games, cosplay, comics, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and recording with me tonight is Jesse. Yo! Uh, the sponsor in our hearts this week is the Near Automata droid, which is pettable. <laughs> so, Kay, so Kay tells me today, you know you can pet the droid in Near Automata. And I was like, you can? So then I immediately got angry at my friend who, um, who told me to play the game. I'm like, you didn't tell me that you could pet the droid in Near Automata. And he's like, I sent you a gif. To the point where he's like, because it's on Discord. He's like, look in the chat, search pod. And I did. And there it was. A gif of 9S petting the pod, and I was just like, I'm Boo Boo the Fool. So then I dropped that in the chat. But I'm super excited about this. This isn't he's like, I used it to for to sell you the game. And I was like, Oh, you're right. I I barely remember anything right now. Like I I sent a post to the chat and I forgot that I sent it. So that's where I am right now. Um but to be fair to you, that was like a week ago. I I mean like I'm I'm falling apart at the seams. I'm at one of those places where every time I walk into a room, I'm like, what did I come here to do? Um, and I make that tomato face. Wait, where is where's the, where's the it's gone? Um, Bob the tomato. Yeah, the tomato. Is it Bob? I don't remember what his name is. Bob. I think it is Bob. Oh yeah, it's Bob the tomato and Larry the cucumber. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, I watched Veggie Tales when I was a kid. So, yeah, the droids, that you can pet them, which is important to me, because I really enjoy when you can pet animals and, like, minions and stuff in games. It's important. That's the spot All right. in our hearts. With that, let's move into our pre-salt. Um, I... I'm ready for anime bonsai. Uh, as of this recording, it starts tomorrow with day zero. After work, I have to make the drive up to Layton and go pick up my badge. Um, and I'm I'm ready. I was very afraid that I wasn't going to, which I'll talk about later. But um, it I, I made it. I have three costumes that I finished in time for this event because once it became obvious that Link was going to be done. I mean, basically, it's like, okay, Link has to be done, because that's my competition piece. And then, overall, it has to be done, because I've already told my friends that I'm cosplaying overhaul to this con. So, that has to be done. And then, as soon as it became apparent that those were both going to be finished, I was like, what if I finish Prompto? Uh, because I've been working on, like, his full costume for quite a while now. And I was like, it's, it won't take that much work. And so uh, I finished that one, too. And so now it's ready, and I just need to restyle his wig. Um, it's already cut. I just had to wash it out, and, like, I need to f- get the, the floof back because it got flattened by the hat. I had a wild time <laughs> where I was, like, sleeping next to the Prompto cosplay, and I was like, there it is. The Prompto Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Just <laughs> sitting. I have a... For, for the viewers at home, the layout of my apartment, I have a chair... It's technically a chair that goes with my kitchen table, but I don't have enough room for it in my kitchen, so I have it floating in my living room, and there's stuff on top of it, including I had, like, laid the Prompto costume on there to keep it out of the way while I use my mannequin for something else. Um, so yeah, and that, and I put the cot for Jesse down in front of that, 
So um, it was like basically next to Jesse's head the entire time. I was like, how <laughs> blessed am I? <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> the half finished prompto cosplay blesses you. <laughs> um, but yes, all those are done. I'm probably gonna wear prompto on Sunday because I suspect uh, that it's not going to be very comfortable. Um, the pants, the, the part that's not going to be comfortable is the pants. They fit me exactly, which means that the fabric is touching my skin, which means that the inside of the studs are also mm. going to be touching my skin. Um, if I have time, I might go over them with like some hot glue or something, just so it's a little bit smoother, mm. but uh, it's not going to be good. So I'm going to wear it for the least amount of time. Uh, and then hopefully I will have um, a solution for the next time I wear the costume. But in the meantime, not so much. That's what happens when you finish costumes in a crunch. <laughs> um, but the other thing, I have I have your when your pattern, pattern mock-up fits you just right. I'm going to talk about this in more detail later. But basically, I made a mock-up for the pants, and it fit perfectly, and I didn't have to make any alterations, and I was very excited about it when I wrote this. But now it's been... Now I've actually made the pants, and it's been, like, a week and a half since I wrote this. So, um, we're... I've learned things about that pattern mock-up. Um, <laughs> Lessons have been learned. We'll, we'll talk about that. And then the last thing I have for my pre-salt... Um, is that I, after not playing for more than a week because I had to finish my Lent costume, um, I went back to 14 and I was able to get back into PvP and start grinding for Seal so I could get m more of the Garo stuff. Summoner is very good in PvP, I've discovered. Um, now that I kind of better understand how to play it, um, basically... Summoner works a little bit a little bit differently from how it does in single and like group content outside of PvP, um, where you have it just like in like normally you have a ton of OGC skills that you can use, but also um, you need to use your energy drain, and get that twice, and then you can summon either Bahamut or Phoenix. It alternates, and then Bahamut slash Phoenix have um, really powerful attacks they can use that are also I think those are GCDs. I don't remember. But basically, I waltz into the Borderlands, and I see that there are people on the on the marker that I want, and I target one, and I drop my two dots, and then I energy drain twice, summon Bahamut, blow them to, to Kingdom Come, and then suddenly <laughs> the point is mine now. And especially especially if I have my limit break, God help you, because if people a lot of people are fighting on the point. And I throw that limit break down, it's going to knock out a couple of people, probably. It's great. Um, I just imagine you being like, ha 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 ha! Pretty much. <laughs> um, it's, I, I also played it a little bit in the Feast, and it's not as fun to play ranged DPS in the Feast because they're the main target. Um, but it's it's still pretty damn good. So that's, that's fun. Um, and that's that's really all I have for pre-salt. Well, you get to talk too when I talk about my yeah stuff. Um, I it's been a while, so I don't remember if I talked about this, but I don't think I did. I finished Shadowbringers, Woo! but also <laughs> um 
So, Shadowbringers. We, we have planned to do a Shadowbringers spoiler cast after 5.1 drops. If, for those of you who are interested, it'll be an extra episode so that if you don't want to be spoiled, you won't have to listen to it. Yeah, but. I'm mostly going to talk about my reactions to sh- the end of Shadowbringers right now. Um, I cried for people I didn't think I would ever cry for. I think it was just this one line that fucked me up, to be honest, for that one person. Um, mm-hmm. I know which one you mean. Yeah, I was like, I hate this guy, but also this yeah. one line hurts <laughs> me. Um, yeah, at, at, the, at the time we were in voice chat and Jesse just said, oh, I... I felt a single emotion for him just then. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, there it is. I think I, I think I, I've grown to like, before people are like, Jesse loves Emmett Selk, I want to remind you that you can like a villain for being a villain. Um, and also he's arguably one of the best written villains in 14 so far. Um, so I like him as a villain. Like I still want to fight him in a Tesco's parking he- lot. But like, he reminds me a little bit of Yotsuyu without all the baggage that comes with Yotsuyu's character, because of course mm. there's like, this is kind of sexist, but since Emmett Selk is a man, that isn't a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I, I, I think, I don't know, he's, he's awful, but he's kind of funny awful, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, he's really funny. <laughs> so the dismissive funny. wave he does is really funny. <laughs> it makes me so bad when he walks away doing that fucking wave and i'm like i will kill you um but also i like i straight up drew i went feral and drew fan art of emmett sulk at 3 a.m so that's where i am in my life um if you brought your ivory standard i can tell you where to stick it (laughs) (laughs) okay i love that line that dan crit says but i also love emmett sulk's face his face is so fucking funny like (laughs) he's like peasant i silence peasant silence peasant yeah basically fuck um i of course love the crystal x arc and i have feelings about the crystal x arc some things were said by a villain at the end that made me hold a knife to him um because i'm like don't you dare my children back off bitch back off bitch (laughs) yeah basically it was like oh, Shadowbringers is over, and I'm kind of worried about my children, but not that worried. And so I was like, no fear. And then this guy says something, I'm like, one huge ass fucking fear. What the hell? Um, Yeah, I still think overall, there were some spots where I'm like, "Mm, I I could live without this spot. Like, I could not give a fuck about that rock town. Um, And that one drunk Hrothgar just do not care. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about a lot of this stuff in more detail on the spoiler cast, I think, because I also um, have feelings about those parts. Yeah, so there's some parts that I weren't good. But overall, as a game, I think this is, like, one of my favorite games of all time. Just, like, the story and everything. And the emotional stakes were incredibly high. And I was constantly feeling things. I was feeling emotions a lot. Um, and it was also fun sometimes and challenging. And it was it was a good time. I I fucking love Shadowbringers, and I'm I'm kind of sad that it's over. Although I will be replaying it on my alt. New Game Plus is coming, but I want to replay it on my alt because I want to unlock stuff anyway. Um, but I'm grinding stuff on my alt right now. Uh, I also have to do that sweet sweet end game grind for gear now for my main. Mm-hmm. Um, that I missed with Shadow uh, with a uh, Stormblood. God damn this fucking with Stormblood. Um. So yeah, I tried to explain it 
um, the last time we played together. And it was like, we have to do this, you can get this, and then you have to get these things, and you have to do this, and combine them all together, and you get one piece of gear. Yeah, if you do all of this, if you fucking learn alchemy, and then... combine all these pieces together you will get one i was specifically gear. talking about the eden raid gear so it was yeah. like you need to get four body pieces four leg pieces two boot pieces two gauntlet pieces and two helmet pieces uh for each of those pieces one belt piece one of each for the accessory pieces um and then for the weapon you need to get seven um eden relic weapon totems and then that you get a lightweight tombstone and then you have to get a thousand uh, uh, tombstones of Phantasmagoria, so you can get these to- Moen's token Phantasmagorias. You need ten of them, and then you combine those, and you can get your Deep Shadow weapon. Or you can farm an EX trial. That's how I got my uh, Bard weapon. But I am straight up that math gif lady right now. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. I'll f- I mean, like, as I go through it, I'll probably figure it out better. Um, now the fucking, the, what do you call it, the the reset is actually going to affect me, too. Um, yeah, we had, a, we had a conversation when um, Jesse first beat Shadowbringers, where I said, okay, listen, this quest is going to unlock Eden. Um, if you wa- don't want to, ru- if you don't mind running them by yourself, go ahead. But if you want to run them with me, you need to wait until Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, and so... Because <laughs> of the reset. <laughs> so then I unlocked um, the twinning and academia um, so that I could have expert roulette open. Uh, and the twinning, I really like the music for the twinning, but the dungeon is just sort of like, you know, a dungeon. It's kind of boring. It has good lore in it, too, if you have time to actually read the notes. Yeah. Uh, well, but I don't what? particularly care for that dungeon. Um, the academia. So I got the ac- ac- academia niter, um, as the kids call it. Jazz is that how you pronounce it? Because I honestly don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a nighter, like it. I okay. like all nighter, but a nighter. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So I like I get in there and the sickest smooth jazz starts playing. Um, I'm like, wow! I didn't, expect, I didn't expect this music. And then I, it was really late, but I had this group of people, and one of them was a mentor, and we all know how mentors are like a hit or miss thing in this game. Um, but they were good, and, like, I was pulling multiple packs, but I wasn't pulling, like, because apparently a lot of people pull from the door to the first boss. Um, More or less, yeah. as far as I know, but yeah. It's, so it's I wasn't doing that, and uh, and I was like, God, I'm not pulling enough for them, am I? Um, and I heard them say something about tank, but what they were talking about were the first the first boss in that dungeon is kind of tanky. Um and so they they weren't talk- which sucks if you're the tank is what they said into the chat. Um, and so, but like basically, I was worried that I wasn't pulling enough. But at the end, they were like, "It's so refreshing to have a tank that doesn't just pull the first half of the fucking dungeon and scare the shit out of me." And I was like, <laughs> "I'm so glad." They probably I saw. Help. They probably saw the beginning of Academia and Eider, and then were like one fear, one fear. But then I was like, "I'm new," and they're like. Less fear. Two fear. Two fear. <laughs> I'm not gonna pull and then And then and then you didn't pull the whole dungeon and they're like, no fear. Yeah. Um, but I, I did try to pull enough. That dungeon is wicked fun and um it's super cool I and the jazz music is good. More often. 
<laughs> I got it on roulette like the first time. The other day though, I got X. I un I literally did the twinning and unlocked expert roulette and got the Amarat, the, the final game dungeon. Oh, you got Amarat? No. Okay. And I was like, fuck it, because that one's kind <laughs> of long and like. It's long and it's quite intense. Yeah. And it's emotionally... It's actually the first time I ever felt an emotion during a dungeon. That was bizarre. Yeah. And when I get in, I'm immediately sad. Amarot is kind of a strange dungeon from a gameplay standpoint, but from, like, a storytelling and game design standpoint, it's amazing. Yeah. I just was like, fuck, it's like 11 o'clock at night and I'm in Amarot. And when I... That was when I got in and one of the persons, like, full disclosure, I am like um really distracted right now uh and i'm just like oh god one giant fear <laughs> um but yeah so then i decided to unlock the eden raids and can i just say that i unlock the eden raids and i'm going through all the story i'm like finally a raid with a plot i give a single shit about <laughs> Because, like, there are plots to the other raids. I could tell you ba- the basic plot of the Crystal Tower raids, um, because that was my first raid. But then, honestly... You gave a shit about a single character from the Crystal Tower raids. Yeah, because I care about Grahatia, but, like, I could barely tell you anything else about any... I don't know anything about the Alexander raids. Like, I know that the Goblin Illuminati is involved, but, like, otherwise... You thought I was joking when I said the term Goblin and Illuminati once, and I was like, no, that's what they're called. That's what they're fucking <laughs> called. Um, but the Eden Raids, really good plot. I can't believe Urianje and Thancred are married and they have a child. Um, it, you, you'll understand when you get there. Because uh, <laughs> they're just married. But, um, but anyway, like, those raids are... Um, the story is good, and so then Kay is like, I'll just talk you through these, right? Like, so, the only one I watched the a video... I sent you the one video. <laughs> yeah, that Titan video was so good. But what's funny is... I said, is, Jesse, the dumb shit's guide to Titan. And it was good, and it helped, because then, except for I still died a bunch of times. But I want to talk about a couple That's of... typical, though. Um, a couple of things that were super fucking a time so before titan there's um leviathan and there's this part in leviathan i'm trying to keep all the story stuff out but i will talk about the mechanics um where like the floor drops out from underneath you and i felt the movie's called undersea quake yeah i should try to remember that because i fell the first time and i was like what the hell happened and so um then the second time i fell k like a minute prior had been like, okay, when the floor drops out, remember not to use your gap closer so that you don't gap close yourself off the edge of the platform. And I was like, okay, minute later, I finally stay on the platform when it falls out. Like, I get the mechanic correct. And then uh, AOE shows up, and I panic and slam my gap closer. And as soon as I did it, you know when you do something, and as soon as you do it, instant regret. It was like, in that moment, they knew they fucked up. And I fell you off screamed. the platform. It was really funny. <laughs> I, like, knew instantly. <laughs> and I... What had, what had been funny is the first time I fell, I typed in the arms of an angel into the chat. And when I fell the second time, because I gap closed, I was laughing so hard I thought I was going to pee. And I wrote, why am I like this, into the chat. Because <laughs> I felt so bad because the healer had to raise me. And Kay was like, I just told you not to do that. And I was like, I know. We I, were warned, both- I warned you about the gap closer, bro. I warned you, dog. <laughs> Kay and I were both laughing so hard. I 
I like, what could you do in that situation but laugh at yourself, though? Because, like, you had just fucking warned me, but my dumb ass went into fight or flight response, and the floor dropped out, and then an AOE appeared, and I was like, guess I'll die. Oh, God. I almost peed. I just <laughs> laughing so hard. Um, and then we did uh, Titan, which is a nightmare realm. Let me fucking tell you. So, like, the other raids, the first one wasn't that bad at all. The second one had that spell and wait mechanic, which uh, was yeah. weird. But actually, when, like, you were there helping, too, calling out stuff. Um, but, like, when you got, after we wiped and we got, like, a hold of it, it's super fun. Because it's, like, this. it's yeah. actually, like, I don't know, like, a mechanic, you know? I also think that that raid... I mean, I didn't get it just by playing the raid, but I feel like that raid does its best to explain that, me- that to introduce you to that mechanic. Um, it because it it does all the mechanics you're going to see normally. You do your spread out, your stack, um, and then it does the spell and waiting, and it does it with a stack marker, and it does it with a, like a spread out marker, and then it starts to stack them. Um, so I feel like it. They did their best to kind of like. through the actual mechanics of the raid and, like, to explain how it works. I I only learned it when I played it with my friends and they were calling it out in Discord. Uh, But then I got it. Yeah. So. I think, um, I mean, my friend sent me a Destiny raid the other day and was explaining the mechanics of that, and I was like, guess I'll die. I'm like, I'm too dumb to play this game. Um, Because I'm just thinking of the spelling way mechanic knocked me out. I don't need to know what people are on the other side of a rift, like, and shoot them in the same order. Like, there's just too much. Um, but, yeah, I... That that one is kind of fun, because, I don't know, like, it. sometimes it's fun to be challenged. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I'm sure, like, if we were wiping a bunch of times, it wouldn't have been as fun, but also I was on... I was in... I was talking to Kay, so, like, that instantly makes it better anyway. And we, only, we only wiped once, and it was because... Yeah. Um, People got a little confused by the spell and waiting mechanic because there's the first one, the time they stacked mechanics, um, it's like there's a spell and waiting for the stack marker and then there's a spread out marker that's going to go off at the same time. And so the idea is that you're supposed to split into groups and the people that don't have the spread out markers are supposed to stack and the people that have them are supposed to go away. But people kind of, but there's a, another one later where you, you stack and the, the um, spread out marker goes, but the stack marker goes first. So you wait until after the stack marker goes off and then spread out. So people got confused and people with spread out markers stacked and we got blown up. So it it happens. I just want to say that at one point Kay was like, y'all better stack with me or I'm going to die. <laughs> just like out loud into yourself. And I was just like, Kay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> But they stacked. We stacked. You need you need about four usually to survive a stack marker. Yeah, but it was just so funny the the, the fear. But it was like you know resigned fear. I don't know how to explain yeah. that. But like it was it was like an, if I die, I die. Yeah, I'm gonna be mad about it. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I fucking love Final Fantasy fourteen. But in other video game news. My friend finally, as you, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably know this, but my friend finally convinced me to play Nier Automata, um, because he wanted me to go through the plot, because we've been talking about video game plots since I've been talking about Shadow Wingy, and, uh, like, I was like, okay, I'll play it, and I'm playing on easy right now, um, 
I might bump it up to normal just because I feel like, man, this is too easy a little bit. Um, but also I'm playing for the story, so does it really matter? Who knows? Um, but like, what the fuck is going on here on this day is my constant near Automata mood. Like, so I know the entire plot and everything that happens in near. So I was like, is this, I don't know that it, if that it's directly related, but like somehow like related to the first near, I have no idea. Um, but I have like, Near, I know people are probably going to be like, Jesse, I expect you to have something to say about Tubi's outfit, and I do not, because I think it's cute, so, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, like, as, as Kay and I, and I have been talking about, sometimes I have the same bad taste as straight, shitty dudes, um, but, like, <laughs> please, I'm Kay. Um, I kind of appreciate that sometimes she stumbles in her heels. Yeah, she does. I like the clicky noise her heels make, though. I will say that's good ambient noise, because, uh, like, it, it's such a nice AS, ASMR noise for Jessie is the, like, clicking of her heels. Um, I also like the and, way and I she... Also think we, oh, sorry, sorry, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, but, like, because we've complained about Quiet yeah. before. Um, the Kind of the difference between those two creators is that Kojima tried to justify um, Quiet's outfit, whereas um, Yoko Taro was, like, what can I say? I like hot girls. And we're like, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> also, her outfit's, like, cute, at least, too. Like, it's also just, like, a nice outfit also. So I think I'm more forgiving yeah. because aesthetics. Whereas Quiet's outfit is ugly. It's not even sexy. It's just ugly. And then you try to justify it. And then I'm just like, ugh. Um, I, I kind of don't super love that you can blow to be skirt off. But it's whatever. You can blow her skirt off? If you get if you get blown up hard enough, her skirt gets knocked off, and she's just like in the, like the top piece in a thong. Now Jesse has to try something. Um, I've been trying to get that <laughs> thing you get when you like look up her skirt, and like I mm-hmm. cannot get it for some reason. I feel like the game knows. I'm you have trying. to hold the angle. Okay, I'm gonna try and do it. Um, I want to say you have to hold it there for a good thirty seconds or so. I I I love the way she kicks open boxes like. She has such disdain for boxes. Just like, like she kicks them open. Like, I don't know. It pleases me. I want her to kick me like that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Jesse's near playthrough. Uh, I, yeah, every time I go, there are some really long ladders in that game though. And there was a point where I was full on Jake Lionhearting it, where I was like going up this ladder and I was like, what a thrill darkness. It's Did you meet Jackass? I did meet Jackass. I've done a couple of, um, like, stuff, like, uh, she has you do those weird missions where she's like, I want to test the adrenaline of a, like a, like a android while fighting. Um. I love Jackass. I I also did this fucking escort mission with this little girl robot where she kept asking questions to 9S. And then she's like, where did, where do babies come from? And I'm like, oh God, help me. And Ninus is like, you can't even have babies. You're a robot. And we're androids. She's like, yes, but where do they come from? And I'm just like, oh, God, help me. And 2B's like, basically like, oh, God, help me. Um, yeah, I, I, the gameplay in that game sometimes can be intensely fun. I'm not, like I explained, I baby. So, like, I am not into the huge combos and, like, setting up all the, like, fancy chip things and switching between them and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, it, like, 
like I said, at most I might switch to normal because easy seems a little bit easy, but then also aren't there like 21 fucking endings, so I might just want to get through them because my friend just really wants me to get through it for the story. Um, but I will admit that sometimes, like, I do feel like a badass. Usually, like, I will lean heavily on my droids and then just come in and finish stuff with my sword. Um, but, you know, that's just life sometimes in this Chili's. I, and so far this story has been fascinating I just made contact with aliens, question mark. Um, I mean, they're dead. It actually reminded me of that scene in Prometheus, if anybody has seen that terrible movie. There's, like, a scene where... I've seen that terrible movie. (laughs) Yeah, where they go into the ship, and they're, like, the dead aliens are everywhere. Um, And they're like, what happened here? Touches the ground. Something happened here. That's when the Chippendale twinks, Adam and Eve, showed up and um, found out that Noctis plays Eve because of Jake. Because I was like, this voice is like fucking familiar, but I can't even figure it out. And Jake was like, I've got some news for you. Um, And they were dropping like hardcore plot things while fucking murdering me. It it has the same kind of um, mechanics as like a lot of other Square games where you can kind of like pause to use restorative items. Um, Kind of like Kingdom Hearts and uh, some Final Fantasies. So, like, that, it wasn't as bad, but, like, they hit hard, and they were dropping some important plot, and I'm like, I cannot pay attention while you are fucking killing me, sir. Um, they're like, they're a crib, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying. I'm just gonna have to go back and watch a video after this is over. Um, but there have been some interesting scenes, some scenes where I just screamed, what the fuck? I, and, like, my, I sent my friend a message when I got to a certain scene, and he sent me back that picture of the dude who's an egg asking that woman I um he's like I what is it I expect you have questions you know that picture I it's I can't like, picture it right now well hold on I know we're an auditory podcast but it's important to me maybe we can use this for our uh our um qu- questions egg this really important i found it <laughs> i love how um i found this oh fuck if <laughs> it's funny because i said started saying fuck if as a joke but now it's just my life um i love that i had to type in egg to get this to show up but i will drop it in the chat um he sent me this <laughs> I suspect you have questions. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly the feeling, the mood of everything that's just happened right now, because what the fuck is going on in Nier? Um, I'm sure that all of my friends who have played it are enjoying me saying what the fuck is going on in Nier Automata and me screaming on Twitter. But if you would like to hear me scream about Nier Automata, I'm screaming about it on Twitter. Um... And my episode's finally out, so I can talk about this. I was on an episode of Thinking Face, which is Jeremy and Chris's little side emoji uh, podcast. And I got to play the voice of a girl who was abducted by aliens. And her brother Carl, who I think is going to be B-Wade, was also abducted by aliens. So Carl... Is going to be played by Brian, I think. I hope so. I hope I didn't fuck that up. 
So he's now my brother. Um, and it was fun. I love doing voice acting stuff a lot. Jeremy was like, "Are you, do you want to do this? It's kind of weird. And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to do it. What kind of question is that? Um, like this, bro, bro, do you know me? Like, come on. It is super fun. And I really appreciate being included. Um, and I got to fake cry and everything. It was great. Uh, it was, it was kind of intense for a podcast about emojis, but live your best life is what I have to say about that. Um, and it's always, it's always a pleasure working with Jeremy Greer. So, uh, good times. And then finally, finally, I've been reading Carry On by Rainbow Rowell, 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 Yes. Um, <laughs> it is a book. It has a it has a sequel which I've heard isn't very good and I am kind of sad about that. Um but the 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 first one is is has been really good and I went to buy it specifically at Barnes and Noble's Noble because I wanted the uh Kevin Wada cover cuz he did a and I really really like his art and he did a special cover for it and it's beautiful. Um but essentially Carry On is fascinating because she also wrote a book called fangirl and in it the character writes like this fan fiction of these two characters that go to a wizard school um so like you know like harry draco fan fiction basically um but like they're different characters or whatever so then that meta carries over because she finished fangirl and she was like fuck i'm not done with these characters i'm not done with simon and baz um so she wrote the entire book. I'm not sure if the book is supposed to be what the fan fiction was that the girl was writing in the um, in the book Fangirl, or if it's just like its own thing. Um, but it's been really good. It's YA, so expect what you expect with YA writing. Um, it's also first person, which I don't usually read first person. Uh, but I, so, but, like, I kept, I kept picking it up at work and, like, looking over it and being, like, I, I think I want to read this. Um, and it switches point of view. It stays pretty consistently the main character, Simon, but sometimes you get Baz and sometimes you get um, Penelope and a bunch of other characters. Um, but they, their chapters are usually much shorter. Um, and there's some, like, there's one chapter from, there's one character that's a ghost, so it's kind of interesting getting her perspective on stuff and you just get these weird loose ends and they're starting to like come together and form a whole picture that I really appreciate um and the the and it's enemies to lovers <laughs> it's enemies to friends to lovers which is my just my my jam um but like he essentially he goes this this kid he's the only um he's the chosen one because, like I said, the meta is that this is, like, fan fiction that was supposed to be, like, Harry Potter fan fiction. So, he's the chosen one, apparently, because people tell him he's the chosen one. And he goes to a wizard school, but he's the only child who's ever, like, been... They, do they just call non-wizards normals? He's the first, like, normal wizard. Like, there's never been another, like... There aren't Muggleborns or whatever equivalents in this universe. Um, and you get paired with a roommate 
in your first year and then you can't you can't ever leave that roommate like they use magic to do it um but there's also like spells so that you can't actually like get in a fight with your roommate the, the, lots of people have roommate problems because uh the other character simon's best friend penelope her roommate is a pixie named trixie <laughs> and there's there's one point where she's like oh she's so manic and um simon's like well those those pixie girls tend to be kind of manic and i almost i was laughing too hard um at that but like there are all these like uh you know creatures or whatever goes to the school and he's the chosen one but his roommate he's convinced his roommate is a vampire and his roommate's also from like an evil family who hates his mentor who's just called the mage that's his name the mage um and it's good and the villain character so far you haven't actually seen him which is suspicious but he's called the humdrum which is a good name um but basically he sucks magic out of areas and then those magics those areas just become dead zones um and lots of stuff is happening and simon and baz who hate each other are getting together it's good. That's that I should warn you. My dad came in and he looked at the book and I was like, you won't like that. And he went, oh, is it BL? And I <laughs> wanted to cry <laughs> because why does my dad know the words BL? Um, but I thought I'd just warn you. But you know it's, it's, it's been good. It has some of the it has some of the tropes about like fan fiction stuff that I like in the past has bothered me. So I won't say it's perfect. Um, but it's been a it's it's been a good book. I don't know if those tropes are there specifically because it's supposed to emulate a fan fiction or like what what the thing is with it. Um, but overall, it's been a good read. It's sad to hear that like mostly the review for the second one is that it didn't do anything and didn't go anywhere um, because the first one has been really good. Although it seems like so much has happened, but I don't. There's not much left of the book, and I'm like, how is this going to resolve? Um, because it didn't originally have a sequel, so it was just going to resolve there. So I'll see what happens. I'll let you know if the ending was as good as the the other writing. But I've devoured this book basically. Like as I said, it's young adult, so it's not like heavy reading. Um, but I like YA, and I'm not ashamed to say that anymore. I'm a big kid now. I can I can talk about my <laughs> YA. Um, but yeah, that's my pre-salt. Okay, moving into the salt. I'll get my one non-cosplay related salt out of the way uh, before I begin with that. But, like, man, at this point, I would do anything to not have to do the Crystal Tower raids anymore. Um, there's a couple of factors going on here. Like, so basically every time I go, what I'm complaining about is that every time I go into an Alliance Roulette, I get a, a Crystal Tower raid and not literally anything else. Um, at this point, I would even prefer Dunscape because at least it would be different. But, like, there's a couple of factors contributing to why those are coming up so much. One, people are probably leveling alts. Two... People don't want to do the other raids, so they manipulate their item level by equipping, de-equipping some of their gear so that they're underneath the item level requirements for the other raids. Then they put their gear back on and uh, after they queue, and then they're guaranteed to get a Crystal Tower raid, which are faster and easier than the other ones, because you can just out-gear the content. Um, 
And then the other thing that's going on right now is that um, they have the Moogle Tombstone event running until 5.1. So you get um, the Moogle Tombstones for doing those raids and not for the other ones. So people Where do I are... take those? So there's a little NPC in all, in all of the main city-states called the Itinerant mm. Moogle. Oh. And you can go and trade them in. It's, it's a lot easier to get them this time. You get more for stuff. You're also getting. Them. I'm also getting them from PvP, um, specifically for front lines. So I already, I like, I did basically nothing, and now I have 50 of them. So I'm probably going to get like the answers or Kestrian roll or something fun like that. But yeah, you can get. Um, they have different rewards this time, but they're the same types of rewards. Um, mounts that you can only get from EX Primals, uh, writing maps unusual or rare orchestrian roles um minions that are harder to get um mm. stuff like that so that's but i mean what i'm saying is that people are incentivized to do baby content because it gives the tombstones and so if they get into a, say an ivalice raid um they will just drop out and requeue so they get crystal tower i I'm so tired of the Crystal Tower raids, and I actually really like the Ivalice raids, and I would love to do them again. And it sucks that people just can't fucking handle it, and they're mad that it requires you to pay like a modicum of attention. And I, but I love them so much. They're so good, and I just I don't want to do Circus Tower anymore. Ah. Um. Anyway, with that out of the way. I will talk about my salt for cosplay stuff, um, which is like the rest of my salt because it's all I've thought about for the past two weeks. Um, I was working on my Link cosplay and I started to get uh, my lizard brain started to kind of freak out. Like, You're never going to get this cosplay done in time. Um, I, my anxiety was really high about it. it. I mean, it's it's a more elaborate costume than I'm used to doing because I had so many props. Um, basically, I, I think I talked about this before, but the judges last year told me that while my Mikote costume was a good example of a costume that is relatively simple, can still be competitive if done well, they wanted me to do, see me do something a bit more complicated. And so apparently my brain interpreted that as props, all props, lots of props. Um, and so now I, I have three props and a gauntlet, which is a lot for me. Um, so having all that stuff to do that wasn't fabric was like, ah, um, and I was afraid I wasn't going to get it done because there was just, there was just so much. So I was sitting bored at work. I can't remember if I was on my break or if I just had some downtime, but I kind of like wrote an into the notes app, like, what do I have left to do? Um, and then I kind of scheduled out when I could do those things. And I kind of looked at it and I was like, I can get this done in a week and a half ish. Um, but no, actually I think it might've just been a week. And so I, I kind of stuck, I stuck to it as well as I could be expected to. Um, and sure enough, it was pretty much done by Saturday of that week. And then I had a couple of other smaller things to do. Um, but I basically didn't do anything else. Um, it was just all cosplay all the time, except with the exception of like, it was my friend's birthday. So I went out for my friend's birthday. Um, but it was, it was exhausting. 
Um, I'm glad it's done, though. There's definitely some things I'm not terribly happy with. Um, I couldn't get Sophie So to cooperate with me. Uh, I think I need to practice with it more. Mm. Sophie So is the program I use to digitize embroidery patterns, uh, by the way, if that wasn't clear. Um, and I couldn't get it to cooperate with me because I wanted to use that for the um, orange and green design on Link's shirt. And so I had this alternate idea where I'm like, oh, I have some like velvety green and orange ribbons. I will just cut the patterns out in satin, stitch them. Um, and then I learned I can't satin stitch circles, which is, so they, they look like hell. Um, and then also I just kind of don't like the texture of the velvety ribbon on the shirt, but like, I can't fix it right now. It's too late. So I'm just going to have to live with my life choices. Um, but you know, it's, it's okay, especially at a distance. It's okay. But, um, I don't know what it's going to, I don't know how the competition's going to go. It, it won't matter. You know, it, I'm not going to be super upset if I don't win. I know what the flaws in my costume are. So <laughs> there was, I think it was, um, last year I sat next to one of the judges and she started, kind of started talking to me about it. And I was like, no, no, it's okay. I know what my sins are. <laughs> you don't have to explain. <laughs> I guess I'm just so used to people like explaining because art class, fucking critiques so you had to sit through fucking an hour of people explaining to you everything wrong with your piece and like yeah it it helps but god sometimes and like mostly i've become kind of numb to it but then other times i'm like please free me from this prison (laughs) i mean they i did go to the cosplay contest feedback last year and let them tell me what was wrong with my costume and um of course it was a lot of stuff i already knew and i got feedback on my performance last year too um, so hopefully I will remember that when I'm on stage and not be so shy and stand in the middle of the, like the back of the stage, like I did last year. Too bad you can't um, just punt a fucking skull across the, like for health and safety reasons. But uh, every time I think about Link, I think about that time Nikki was telling me I was fighting the Bokoblins wrong in, um, Breath of the Wild. And I was like, well, how do you do it then? And she was like, here, and takes the controller, like she takes the switch for me and then just like it's the Bokoblin, and then just fucking yeets its head into, like, this big crevasse, and then it, you know, like, the body dies, because once the head is crushed, and I was like, that is, that is not how I would have done it, but I'm effective, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I've got my Bokoblin arm, too. I have no idea what I'm gonna do on stage. That's the other thing that's causing me anxiety right now. The only two things I need to get done are my documentation and, like, an idea of what I'm gonna do for my walk-on, and, like, I can't I I can't work on the documentation while doing the podcast because my computer's gonna explode. So I'm probably gonna do it after we're finished recording. But like I don't I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do for my walk on. I sent in my music. I mm, <laughs> I'll figure it out, I guess. But um I, aside from that, I now have a um a rundown of all the mishaps I had with this, these costumes the past couple of weeks, just cause you know, I'll get all my salt out of the way at once. And also it's kind of funny. So, um, the first one that was like really, really bad is I went and I sprayed, I got like some spray paint. It was white and it, it was like a bone white kind of color and it was mm. primer plus paint. And I'm like, perfect. Cause that's the color I want for the book, the base color I want for the book. I should have, 
I should have just gone with the black primer and sprayed over it with this stuff, but I didn't do that. Um, but a couple weeks later, I realized that it, it kind of looked like shit. So I'm like, I'll spray paint another couple of layers on this. Um, and so I went outside and I sprayed another layer and I came back and the um, paint in one part of the prop had um, crazed and started to like melt the layers underneath. So it was all like cracked and bubbling. Ripperoni. I don't know. I don't know why that happened. And it was only on like the elbow joint. Um, fuck. And so I, I mean, I, I was able to cover it up pretty well. Um, I, I basically, I went inside and I was like, fuck this. I'm switching to acrylics and I just painted with acrylics. Um, so it still looks pretty okay. Um, and you can't really tell that, that spot's fucked up. It kind of just looks like detail painting victory. So, um, and then I, but I was terrified to, pr- to paint on the top coat. Cause I'm like, what if it happens again? But it didn't, it, it was fine. So that's good. Um, I also, speaking of top coat, I ran out of top coat on Sunday, uh, halfway through spraying the top coat on my bucoblin arm and I had to go out. It was at this time that I realized it was 3 p.m. and all I'd had to eat that day was a coffee. Oh and my so god, I was like, Kay. If I don't eat something right now, I'm going to die. Oh, so I no. went to Michael's, got a top coat, went to Panda Express, got food, had something to eat. Felt significantly better, strangely. It's almost like food is necessary for human life. Um, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's why I was like, yeah, I ate one really, that night I was like, yeah, I ate one really big meal and now I feel fine. Um, it was because I didn't eat all fucking day like a dumbass. Um, I've been there, that was, Take care of yourselves, guys. Yeah. Make sure you're eating properly so your blood sugar doesn't crash and you don't suddenly feel like you're going to die. PSA. Um, <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Um, yeah. So the mock-up I was talking about earlier that fit just right, mock-up fit perfectly, but then when I sewed the pants, they were too baggy. I don't know what happened. Um... But I was able to take them in, and now they look pretty good. Um, the um, oh, my serger, my serger decided to just stop working. Uh, it would just randomly break threads. I didn't know what was going on, and that was that was when I was sewing the pants. So I just started to zigzag stitch everything. It used up so much fucking thread. Um, and then I, when I did Prompto's. Um, what I don't know what it's called, but he has like some flannel hanging off his waist. Um, when I went to do that, my surgery suddenly started working again. I don't know what caused it to break, and I don't know what fixed it. I don't understand surgers. I am gonna eat this one out the window someday. Um, then I also ordered a clay extruder last minute to do the um, sculpy detailing on the front of the um, Sheikah Slate, and that, I got a big fat notice that was, like, gonna be delivered on Saturday, and then I went out Saturday night, and I came back, and I was like, hmm, I never got any kind of text saying that it was supposed to be delivered, that it had been delivered, that's weird, and it's not sitting on my porch, that's also kind of weird, and then I, uh, looked at the app, and it was, like, delivered, and thankfully it was just in my mailbox, and they didn't just fucking deliver it to the wrong apartment, which happens a lot, um, so I was able to get it, but that was very last minute, um, I glued on the straps for the bracer with uh, contact cement, and then I panicked and thought I had them on wrong and peeled them off and then realized that, no, in fact, I did have them on right and had to kind of gently glue them back down again. Um, 
pay attention to stuff like that. I already talked about the shirt applique issues, but the other thing I didn't think about is, uh, so I have a system in place for my cape where I have magnets sewed into the lining of the cape uh, at the chest. And I sewed magnets into the shirt. And so it attaches to the shirt and then it doesn't like spin around or fall back and choke me with the chain or anything like that. It's just more comfortable to wear and it stays in place. Um, This is a good idea. However, sewing the magnets directly into the shirt, not such a great idea. Uh, I realize it's now going to be difficult to wash because it's going to get stuck to my dryer. (laughs) Um, <laughs> a better option probably it probably would have worked just as well if I'd sewed washers into the shirt um, but I didn't think about that I just was like magnet stick to magnet everything great um, <laughs> but uh, that it just be like that now also um, when I made the cape I originally had planned on having a snap so that I could detach the um cape chain and just kind of you know put the cape on and snap it back on um that exited my brain at some point and i it's just sewed on now so i have to like pull it over my head it does go over my head though so i guess it's okay um uh my sewing machine kind of decided during the end of the boot covers that no it will not and i had to really fight with it and then suddenly it was like okay fine and i'm like okay, whatever. Um, then I just hate gloves. Thankfully, I I realized, I was like, oh, my Joseph Joestar gloves actually are going to work great for this. So I just cut the ends off of them and made them shorter and like fixed the fit so that they fit in the fingers a little bit better. Um, but I, I made those gloves back in 2015, so they are a bit janky, uh, but they, they will work just fine. I... Um, Fuck, I had another one. Uh, oh, I sewed the lining inside out on my pouch, but I looked at it and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> um, and so it's still inside out, and I just hope that it won't matter that much. Um, of course, various pin injuries. I stabbed myself with so many pins and needles. Um, there was one more, and I'm trying to think of what... I'm like looking at my costume, trying to figure out what it is. Um... Oh, the arm wraps. So I made those. I cut strips of linen and I had them so that I could fold them in half um, so that there'd be a nice crisp edge. And then I applied the design on upside down. Um, so I had to, it, like, it wasn't that big of a deal. I just had to turn them around, but then I had, like, that nice edge wasn't the one that was exposed. It was the shitty one. But it, it looks fine. Um, it, it really does look fine. It just doesn't look as fine as it would have. Um, and then, so that's all of Link's cosplay issues that I can think of. Um, I also had to finish my overhaul costume in this time, as I talked about. Um, I had this idea in my head that overhaul's mask was a very specific red color. And so I was trying my best to mix it. Um, and it just wasn't getting anywhere. At one point it was like this weird salmon pink color, um, that I painted on the mask, and I'm like, ah! And then I checked, like, a better reference that was from the anime, and I was like, oh, it's just red. Like, I have the exact paint color right here. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> um, so now that looks that looks good. Um, I also, like, 
had to dremel a bit of the mask that it wouldn't slam on the bridge of my nose so much, but I, I didn't realize that until after I'd painted it. So that was an adventure. Um, and then I had, so in the anime and in the manga, he basically just hangs it off his ears. Um, mm. which mm. it's not actually possible to do that. Um, yeah. and also have it firm on your face and not have it like push your ears forward in a really awkward and uncomfortable way. Cause we exist um, in a world with gravity. Yeah, with gravity and, like, our ears aren't bone, they're cartilage and skin, so they just kind of flop forward. Um, like, my, I, ha- I know someone who made it out of cardboard, and it still wasn't light enough for it to work like that. And I made mine out of foam, so it's not like it's heavy or anything. So I had this system where I was going to have it, like, a strap that goes over the back of my head, and it was going to come down, and there were going to be two little buckles that I could detach and that way I could take the mask off without having to take my entire wig off. Um, cause I don't like having to pin and unpin repin wigs. And I just, I build my entire costumes around the idea that my wig's going to stay on all fucking day. And cause I don't want it sliding off and having to adjust it all the time. So sometimes my uh, friend will be, cause I hate getting wig hair in my mouth when I'm eating. Like I just hate it in general, but I really hate like wig being near my food my friend was like why don't you just take your wig off while you eat lunch and i'm like because i don't want to put it back on if it comes I'm off it ain't dedicated. going back on exactly exactly you get me you yeah get me. <laughs> my friend i have a friend who's one of those people that just like the second they sit down they take their wig off and they're just like constantly taking their wig off and i'm like bruh because like once i put that fucking wig on it is staying on uh until i leave um but um it anyway it turned out that having the two clips wasn't enough it was too wobbly so i had to kind of redraw it and now there's two clips on each side for a total of four and those go there's one strap that goes under like at the back of my neck close to my hairline and then another one that goes over my head and i sewed those into the wig um and so i could just kind of like detach the mask when i need to eat or take a drink of water or speak to somebody or because it does muffle my voice quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, do have good airflow in that mask, though. Overhaul has four holes drilled in the side of his mask anyway, where those, like, uh, cog pieces are. And then I punched a bunch in the bottom of the mask where you can't see them anyway, so that I can, like, breathe. <laughs> um, so it's it's actually, like, not terribly uncomfortable, which is good, um, considering... Especially since, like, again, I'm going to be dedicated to this costume, so I'm probably going to be wearing it all day. Um, The elastics also help keep my wig on, so that's good. Um, There was another one. Oh, shit. No, I think that was... um, Oh, yes, I had this idea for the gold detailing on the bridge of the nose and on the sides of the mask that ended up absolutely not working out um i'd seen a cosplayer do it where she um poked wire like threaded wire through and it looked really cool but it wasn't it was just not gonna happen bro so um i ended up doing it out of foam but there's like a hole in the right at the beak of the mask where um i poked it for the wire 
and before I realized that it wasn't going to work out and I didn't have enough of the red paint left over to paint over it. So just just don't look at it. Just don't look too closely. The the foam detailing actually ended up looking pretty good. So I, I basically like I took a strip of foam and I beveled the edges and then I sliced into it with um, a razor blade so that it has like the bumpy texture and then I hit it with the heat gun so they spread out, uh, painted it. And so now it it looks good. Um and I just glue, I just hot glue that motherfucker on because I don't have any fucking time, um, but it's fine. <laughs> don't look at it too closely. Five foot rule. Um, so those are that is a not at all brief rundown of all my cosplay mishaps um, and all the mistakes that I made in my life and with these costumes. So th- have fun with that information. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. That's my salt. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Well, I wrote here S-T-U-F-F with the S-T- Fuck. Fuck. Stoof. Stoof. (laughs) Fuck it. It's really hard to talk about. My arm just fell off the desk. Um, It's really... Fuck. It's really hard to talk about, like, any sort of funny bullshit because my life has just been, like, bull bullshitty stuff that's not also funny um like work problems and health problems um and like i i can't talk too much about work although i will like to remind you that we work at a public library and so we have this like food stand like it's like for kids like in the kids section in the square of despair um (laughs) there's this like square in the kids section where we have like a car and then a food stand with like a cash register that somebody stole all the fake money and credit cards out of so we have to keep replacing them with um like fake money and stuff and like a bunch of like little things and some bean bags and there's always books tossed all over the floor and puzzles and shit it's awful the square of despair um so like they the eggs kept getting stolen out of the little toy egg carton and first they replaced them with like easter eggs like you know the plastic ones but they cracked mm-hmm. those like they broke them so then they finally have replaced them with something new but they're they're hard plastic but they're fucking maracas you know those egg shaped maracas <laughs> in like different colors so i walk by the children's section and they're just maracaing away right i don't know what the verb for maraca is is but like playing the maracas (laughs) they're shaking the maracas so hard um and it's so loud and we're a library i'm like whose fucking genius idea was this like they're definitely more sturdy than the easter eggs but like also also why do they keep stealing the eggs there's so much fake food in there and like but they always steal the eggs i don't understand it i don't understand also can i offer you an egg in this trying time i guess today i went to go um clean out the book drop bin and there was just like doritos all over the floor i was like god i really hope the doritos aren't also in the book drop bin um but they weren't they were just scattered doritos on the floor and i just think of people being like oh yes the library so scholarly scholarly and i'm like it smells like shit there's Doritos on the floor, and there's kids playing the maracas running around screaming. This is not what I expected I was going to be dealing with. Um, <laughs> that place, 
is a ni- the amount of times something happens in that place and I just in that voice of that guy in the vine who has to get on top of the TV you're grounded get on top of the TV this house is a fucking nightmare but I'll just be like this place is a fucking nightmare I hate it I hate it so much um I mean it's better than retail but like most things are better than retail yeah that's uh, a low bar to clear yeah it sure is um also, sometimes I find amazing books, like that one I sent to Kay today. There were two. One was like Bite Me Beast or something like that. And the other one was called um, Something Badger. Oh, God. Oh, wait, I have a picture of it in my phone. I'm so stupid. I So I love bad um, Harlequin novels. They're like my bread and butter. It's called Hot and Badgered. <laughs> I... Um... That picture you sent me of Wolf Cop, I sent, I saved it and sent it to my friend. And I was just like, half man, half wolf, all cop. <laughs> so like, my friend saw cop? that movie and he said it's super enjoyable. And there's a sex scene in that movie with the dude wearing the werewolf costume. Oh um, and I, I'm tempted to watch it because he's like, yes, it's really bad. But like the next time you come visit me, we should watch it. We should watch Wolf Cop together. Yes. Um, I mean, I like, because I like bad on purpose movies. Like, I'm a big fan of Sergeant Kabuki Man. <laughs> yeah, like, um, and also I've seen Iron Sky, and... I saw that of, shitty Sherlock Holmes movie with the dinosaur. There was a Sherlock Holmes movie with the dinosaur? It was, it was the Asylum Sherlock Holmes, so it was supposed to be, like, like, the Asylum's whole business model is, like, we're gonna release a movie that's just similar enough to a big blockbuster movie that people get mistaken and, and, um rent slash buy our movie instead of the real one and so this one came out around the time the guy Ritchie movies came out i think um yeah it's uh the guy that plays Yan- yanto from torchwood is in it as watson <laughs> there's a dinosaur mycroft is iron man for some reason <laughs> there's a blimp involved i think the kraken's also there i don't really remember it was a long time ago I love bad on purpose movies as well. And he said this one is like one of those ones that's a bad on purpose movie that's actually still good because sometimes they are bad on purpose movies, but they're bad still like because they try yeah, too hard. Like not enjoyable. He's like they, this one. They just played it kind of like Kung Fury where they just went for it like balls to the wall it, and went for the whole aesthetic of like a buddy cop movie, but with like this werewolf cop. Um, so I definitely want to watch that one. That's one of the bright sides or like the things I enjoy about my job. Um, I'll, is, like, the weird shit that I find in our collection. Um, I especially love... I found out that we have a whole shelf full of those dragon books where the dudes are dragons and they're all fighting over this one girl. Quality writing. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, my life has been, like, boring salt. Like, oh, I have to go to the doctor and get tests run and stuff is happening. Ow, I hurt myself. I would like to say... Here's the thing. Here's the thing that's really bothering me. Might be a TMI, but um, I've lost a lot of weight and like probably more than 50 pounds at this point. Um, but I have no butt. I have zero butt. And you're like, Jesse, what does this have to do with salt? And I'm like, listen, I'm like, first of all, I'm sorry if I disappointed you because you were hoping that I had a butt. I don't. But <laughs> also, um, if I sit on wooden chairs for too long... And if I, like, try to move in a wooden chair, my butt, like, you hear, like, the crunch of my bone rubbing against the chair. Oh. And then I was, like, if I sit on a toilet, 
my like there's the it's like this the work toilet is positioned in such a way that if I sit on it the top like it's so like the the top of it's so hard and I have no butt so it makes my legs go numb because it pinches the nerves like there's nothing protecting them <laughs> and I'm just like my legs are numb and I have to walk back down the stairs to go back to work and I'm like why is this my life <laughs> the, like things you don't really think about until things you, you, you don't think about until you realize that there's nothing protecting your butt bones and your butt nerves from the wilds um it was also stupidly hot at work today because somebody complained about it being cold that doesn't get up and move around and so it was like 80 degrees inside today when there was a nice cool breeze outside. That be- that had me quite peeved because <laughs> I have to... Did it burn I, your biscuits? It really burned my biscuits because I'm doing fucking squats all day. And somebody was like, oh, it's too cold for me at the desk. Put a jacket on, Sharon. Like, the rest <laughs> of us are like fucking sweating, sweating so much. Um, on the flip yeah. side, you get my building where it's so cold sometimes that I have difficulty typing because my fingers are stiff from the cold. Yeah, I've gotten so cold at work where I was, but like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to move around. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I squat all the time. As I tell people, like, getting swole from putting those books away. Um, but yeah, I also recently have been having trouble with my medications. Um, so that's been a, a down, downer. I also recently got prescribed a new medication because it turns out that your boy might have ADHD. You learn something new about yourself every year. Um, everybody who knows me is like, actually, this makes a lot of sense. Uh, I have zero energy, though, so I thought it was impossible for me to have ADHD because I'm like, well, ADHD people a, are hyper. And they're that's like, hi- yeah. ADHD, but like, yeah. you can still well, have att- the attention markers. The the hyper means a lot of different things. Um, but, like, there's a lot of different kinds of st- stuff, I guess. It's a spectrum. And it uh, presents differently in adults than in children. It absolutely does. Uh, but it's been, it's been a wild time. Been having some wild times in my life. Um, try to keep you all updated. Fuck, there was something I was gonna talk about. But, like, I think it... Oh, there was an earthquake... And, uh, then a oil rig thing exploded, a refinery exploded. So there was, like, an earthquake and then a refinery exploded. Um, so it smells bad throughout NorCal a little bit right now. Um, but also the earthquake, the earthquake, the shaketh, it shaketh us real hard. Uh, it's kind of funny because I've been dizzy lately because of this med problem. Another thing I'm salty about is that I already paid for the meds fuck it back to the back to the earthquake story so i'm dizzy and i'm sitting in like my room and i'm like god i'm losing it It feels like the ground is shaking and then all of my stuff starts jiggling and i'm like oh (laughs) there's an earthquake the ground is shaking (laughs) the ground is shaking and then like i I guess especially we have earthquakes a lot but they're usually pretty short um this one was kind of long it went on for a while uh, and me and my friend were talking on Discord, and I was like, both of us were like, hold on, we have to make sure nothing fell over. Luna was not happy. She was inconsolable about the earthquake, because I was like, Luna, is this okay? And, you know, like, did the little pet things, and she's just like, nope, no, no, constant vigilance. 
Um, she did not like that. But yeah, there was a um, there was a small earthquake out south um, recently, and somebody had a security footage video from inside their house. And they're like the video starts, and their cat is like sleeping in a little cat bed house, you know, like you have for Luna. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, like the camera shakes, and the cat like leaps to its feet and launches out of the bed. But then the earthquake instantly stops because it was really just like a boom, and then it's done. Um, so it like launches itself out of bed, and then it kind of like stands in the middle of the living room and like whips around a couple times. Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Poor baby. I know. It's so, it's so, it's like, there's nothing you can do. It's not like you can tell your animal, like, no, it's okay. It's just an earthquake. It's just an earthquake. It's just an earth-rending geological event. God, here's one funny thing I will say. I was trying to play near the other night. I was washing my bedding, um, and I let Luna into my room, and uh, she did not like that my soft blankets were in the wash, and so she starts crying, and she's on my bed. I'm like, what do you want from me? I let you in here. And she's just, basically she was telling me that it wasn't comfortable. So I walked over there and I had fresh tea made. It was warm and my video game was waiting for me. And Luna, I'm like trying to pet her and calm her. And she crawls into my lap and starts trying to climb onto my shoulder. And I'm like, no, my tea. (laughs) And so then I brought my controller over, which to my bed. And I was trying to play. It was, my screen's pretty far away from my bed. Um, so I was trying to play, but I couldn't really. But also she kept, like, you know, doing that thing where she was trying to make biscuits on my bare arm. And I'm like, no, please. You're hurting me. And she's like, no, near. Only Luna. <laughs> so that's a fun, a little fun little Luna fact for you. And if anyone's Since wondering. Since telling fun, fun cat stories, I have one about Harvey, too. Kind of, it's not salt at all, but, you know, fun times. Um... I had to take Harvey for her vet appointment just as a checkup. She's fine, by the way. Um, but she's never happy to go there. Yeah. So I expected that, like, she would, you know, we'd, I'd take her home and she'd go and hide under my bed for a couple of hours and then just kind of get over it because that's usually what happens. Um, but uh, she went and hid under my bed and then I got out a turkey wrap for lunch and then all of a sudden she forgot all of her ailments and she was like, that's mine, by the way. <laughs> That's my turkey wrap. All was forgiven because turkey. (laughs) Turkey. Harvey be like that. (laughs) It's like no cat. Suddenly some kind of chicken or turkey appears. Suddenly a cat appears. Yep. Now you remember she was all over that rotisserie chicken I bought for us. I know. I was like, no, this is my chicken. I have to do that for, um, my mom's cat, Dobby, is like that, too. He will come up. He appears next to you. God help you if you have tuna. Because if you have chicken, he appears next to you. But if you have tuna, he will start, like, screeching at you and climbing up you. And I'm like, this is my tuna. Yeah, Harvey suddenly becomes really annoying if I have tuna, too. (laughs) No, it's mine. It's mine. You have your food. This is mine. Uh, well, that's all my salt. So we do have some right. imported salt. We do have some imported salt from Lord of the Podcast Roaches uh, at night underscore Twitten. Um, imported salt coming live from the land down under. I got sick and it was awful. I barely remember anything that happened since Saturday. 
I'm better now, but I was sneezing so much over the last few days that I got a bloody nose this morning, and I just hope it doesn't reoccur when I go to the dentist in an hour. Also, people should go to the dentist. They take all your money, but I've narrowly avoided needing a root canal because I went last week. Instead, I just got to shell out $200 plus for an extra deep filling. Take care of your mouth bones. God, imagine having dental. Could you, wait, you, do you have dental? I do, yeah. God bless. I'm very, very fortunate in that regard. I don't have dental. I will not have ocular next year. I don't technically well, have ocular. I might. I I have um, next year is the year that I finally have to apply for Covered California. Um, because I have no idea how Australia's healthcare system works. But here in America, it's the Wild West. It's a no man's land. The railroad barons of health insurance. Um, <laughs> I'm so tired. But, uh, yeah, dental. I haven't had my de- teeth cleaned in years. But I think, actually, my mom just signed up this big thing. And she's like, Jesse, you get one free teeth cleaning. And I was like, oh, thank God. Finally, they will be able to scrape the vestiges of years past from my mouth definitely take care of your mouth bones because i actually recently had a dentist appointment and learned that i have my first cavity in 28 years so (sighs) they said they said i don't have to get it drilled yet i just have to take really extra good care of my teeth and hopefully won't get any worse but now every time i have a pain in my mouth i'm like is this the end is this the end (laughs) is this the end god ain't that just the truth (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, uh, God, you know what? This is sort of unrelated, but I was thinking about teeth and cavities, which made me think of candy. But we have Halloween candy in the house. And, um, I have been eating, like, less. I, I was eating, like, I was having, like, a, like, a. I don't know where I'm going with this. The point is, is I had candy for the first time in, like, six years. And, um, I had peanut M&M's like one of those little mini bags because it was like 90 calories for a mini bag of peanut M&M's and I was like god I miss these it's been years and I ate them I'm like god these are so rich these are the richest things I've ever eaten my entire life yeah why are they so rich they're really sweet yeah Um, peanut butter M&M's are where it's at I do I fucking love peanut butter why is peanut butter so I know why peanut butter is filled with calories like I know logically why it's filled with calories but emotionally why peanut butter calories in it because it's <laughs> God's best fucking thing to ever have been done with peanuts like definitely my favorite candy this time of year is the um Reese's pumpkins the white chocolate ones mm. I you'll you're gonna ask me who hurt me because everybody asked Asali and I this because we both like them but candy corn I fucking love candy I corn. also like candy corn which fight is me. funny fight because, the internet yeah fight candy the internet corn defense force yeah I because I don't <laughs> like I what's weird is that I don't generally like really sweet things but for some goddamn reason I like candy corn I like I the, it's the texture it's the texture yes yes what is that it's like a wonderful flaky it's soft but also hard yeah wonderful fucking love candy corn and people always want to fight me about it and i'm like let me enjoy my corn of candy that's like Um, one tumblr post that was like every year the battle lines must be drawn between those who like candy corn and those who don't and somebody responds with candy corn sucks and they're like and they're like and so the lines have been drawn 
<laughs> and I'm just like, leave me alone. No, I'm not trying to make you eat candy corn. Let me eat my candy, candy corn. Candy corn defense piece. force. Yeah, Jesus. God, I can't believe we were talking about mouth bones and now I'm like, candy corn! Which is funny because I recently told my friend that I had a dream um, that my teeth were the same texture as candy corn and there was just like a hole in one of them uh, because I had a cavity in my dream and my tooth really hurt when I woke up, which is the funny part, but uh, but I was afraid to crunch down my teeth because they were the texture of candy corn in my dream, and I was afraid they would just shatter. <laughs> Look, I brought it full circle with a terrifying dream. <laughs> All right. With that, that's our show. Where can we find you on the internet, Jesse? You can find me as at Filthy Wizard on twitter and elo and you can find me as filthy magic user on twitch and instagram you can find me on twitter and twitch as humanity upgrade and on instagram as crowfeather cosplay you can find our wayward co-host and editor jake on twitter as at jake underscore lionheart and he has links to all of his stuff in his bio um i believe he just released Oh, it was that SoundCloud competition? Oh, I remember that was resolved. I was gonna, I was gonna pimp it for you, Jake. Sorry, but I forgot that it has already completed. Um, the you can find the podcast on Twitter as at Podcast Salt. Uh, if you want to send in imported salt, DM us there. We will read it on the podcast. Um, you can listen to the podcast anywhere you find podcasts itunes spotify fireside the works if you like the show and you'd like to help us out consider contributing to our ko-fi page that's ko-fi.com slash assault report and remember kids candy corn's good y'all are just mean yeah (laughs) 